What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Vanessa Velli, one half of the Podcast and Chill Show. Yes, the Podcast and Chill Show, the only podcast that talks about the hard-hitting stuff every other week. I'm your boy, Vanessa Velli, again, here with the Brown Skin Bombshell, the legendary lover boy, the Twitter phenomenon sensation himself. I'm going to stop glazing this man now. My boy Duff No Beer. Let's get it, Duff. Clap it up for Duff No Beer. Come on. Come on now. How you doing this What's week, up, Duff? Player? I'm doing well, yourself. I've been – this week has been uh, – it's been chill. Personally, you know, just taking a mental break from a lot of things. Starting to read books again. Nice. Um, you know, just preparing myself for what's – to come in the future for myself. I don't know. It's just been a very I just been in solitude this week, honestly. Still still trolling on Twitter. Nothing new. I got canceled, quote unquote, this week. It was oh. fun. Man, it was it's going extremely viral right now. Man, I made a joke, you know. I made a I made a joke. It was a it was a tasteless joke. Okay. But uh uh, it was a guy. He didn't have no jaw, and I was just like thoughts. I was just trying to reiterate or like act like uh, one of the media outlets. I didn't mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, what's your thoughts on this right here?" It was just a parody of all of it, and man, did it blow up? Did it? Blow? It, it went crazy. Like people were hitting me up, telling me like news articles was posting it and stuff like that. And, really? Uh, yeah, I muted it though, so I really didn't get to see. Uh, people told me like. A few famous people was quoting it. I seen a few verified accounts was like going against me and stuff like that. But I ignored it because I don't care. Because it's Twitter and these people. Yeah, it's Twitter. Yeah. You know, you know. Man, I've been getting called an ableist for like three days straight so far. I mean, how do you feel about that? I'm getting called an ableist. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know because it's not true. People just take one thing around with it. People was making up rumors actually. People were saying like, yo, you're 30. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that. I'm like, where did that rumor come from? I'm not 30. <laughs> you, you do you do look like I'm, a very mature man. I do. I'm 24. And I That's constantly gotta... Really. And it's crazy. I constantly gotta re- remind people that. It's kind of crazy. I mean, you do look like you could be somebody like, like father. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. You I know, can see that. I can see why. You may but, actually man, have a kid conceived out there. Don't lie. But, um... Oh. Safe sex is the best sex. Tell me about it. Wear the latex. You don't want that latex. That I think I'm latex. Shout out to Lil Wayne. Oh, but man, but man, has it been a ride? I just muted it, but people still been mentioning me to this day, DMing me like you're such an ableist. I'm like, bro, no, I'm not, bro. I'm, I'm definitely not. You just say things on your it's, mind. Yeah, it's cancel culture. You know how that go. Do you feel like that still exists? cancel culture yeah. in this day of age i mean the receipts are there sometimes it can be successful but in a way i don't i don't think so not anymore because we've seen multiple celebrities get back from doing like these heinous crimes like wild shit uh, wow shit. shit i mean some some shit that's unforgivable like just like you know the boondocks we always reference how great it was but we never talk about the truth within it. Like we always come back, like to the R. Kelly situation, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, how tr- you know how truthful that was, bro. Mm-hmm. People still, st- people are still sticking beside this man to this day. To this day, there's even a, after um, all the heinous crimes that that man has committed to this day. Yeah, there's even a line that says, "I'm a still step in the name of love." 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it depends on your notoriety in the world, how mm-hmm. famous you are, and that determines if you're cancelable. Some people are not even worth, you know, yo, let's cancel them. You don't have a big enough name. But man, it's all about the money, man. Yeah, I mean, and for me, like the only person I've really ever seen cancel culture like affect is is R. Kelly, you know, like successfully, you know, like there are yeah. people that have been canceled, like or have tended to be canceled, like um, like uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, like Kevin Hart has been tried to be canceled, Dave Chappelle has tried to be has tried to uh, be canceled um, over words, cancel. you know what I mean. Yeah, over words. Some of these people are just over words. Like that's that's the problem I have with it. Um, and the people that get canceled most successfully are just normal Joes, you and me, mm-hmm. because they'll find your information, they'll dox you, they'll go to your boss, and they'll say, "Yo, you're X, Y, and Z." And I feel like that's extremely unfair. You're not even it giving that person. You're not giving that person a chance to express themselves or explain or even apologize. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just like a, a quick reaction that needs to be eliminated. We should hear both sides. I, I agree. Uh, but what I would like to add to that, that, you know, we see that. But social media has definitely blurred the line between who real people are and who real people are not. You yeah. know, because at, at the end of the day, you know, let's say, let's say, for example, you're Duff No Beer, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you had... So you got about three thousand followers on Twitter right now. Let's say you had twelve thousand followers yeah. on Twitter. It'll probably so you had be worse. Twelve thousand and a verified mm-hmm. check. So now you're oh my god, it's Duff No Beer. You know what I mean? And now it's like everything you say is intensified for some people. Not all for some people. Just because it's like have, that now. Yeah. Right, but just because you have a verified check or because you have over ten thousand followers now, it's like oh shit, like Duff No Beer said that. Or X Y Z said that, or or whatever. It intensifies it for some people. That's and, and I believe that's because people see the symbol, like the verification check, as like some sense of importance. Like, yo, he's verified, so this means that he must be important, or his word has some type of credibility. When that's not the truth, all it means is that you had like three source uh sites sorted within your name and you're crediting them that's literally all it means or you're a credible business and you posted your social security number it does not mean you have any type of credibility when you're speaking on any type of issues anything that's correct and then on, on top on top of that it's also important to uh point out the fact that there's even game shows there's a game show now created about like you know who becomes verified so really? like yeah, yeah. There's a whole game show. It's not a good game show, but it, it's pathetic. It's all about. It's called like influencer, like who could become mm-hmm. an influencer, and everything like that. And it's just like, where where does it stop? I feel like I feel like it should be abolished. What should be abolished? The verified check for Instagram, Twitter, for Facebook. I feel like it should be abolished. Yeah, because I mean, it's not. It's not like a sort. It doesn't segregate nobody. But when we see now, back then we used to be like, "Yo, he's verified. He must have some sense of importance." Now we see a verified check. They're usually saying the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Every single time, like it, it comes with a red nose once you get verified. Like you start being limited to what you got to say. And, and truth be told, the whole verified check thing that was meant for. That was meant for people who were actually real people to, to yes 
to verify that you're a real person. Yeah. Yes, that's what being verified is that this is real. Like if my name is Steve Harvey, my account is verified because I'm Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Not, yeah. Not because I'm famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But somehow, some way, that lane of being a real person, like disintegrated to now like if i'm verified i'm somebody mm-hmm. which is which is really weird to think about you know it's meant to verify people's like legitimacy and like in terms of like being a real account but now we take it and think like oh i'm somebody because i'm verified verified like, yeah i guess <sighs> i don't know what to make of it man people just get this poor uh sense of importance once they get it and I feel like if they abolish all of it, we all on the same level playing field. That was a way to segregate people for some reason. Well, it wasn't intended, but I feel like now it's trying to like, it's like a hierarchy thing. People feel like they're more important than other people or they were mean something because they have something. So if we abolish that verification and everybody's on the same level playing field, I feel like everything will be well. Everything will be well. I would agree. I would agree. But um, the one thing that I could see, like, being more so of a pushback would be, well, if that's the case, then how would you know who's real and who's not on the Internet? Yeah, that's, that's also a good one. That's, that's certain little things that have to be worked out. Yeah. Because some of these people are not actually, like, none of these people I see is, like, influence. Like, they don't have influence on me. I don't consider myself an influencer. I mean, many do, but I don't. I mean, can we really talk about like what's an influencer? Like, what are these? Like, what are these people actually influence? Influence. It depends. Like, some people actually have genuine influence. Like, we have a Kim Kardashian out there. That's genuine influence. We have certain celebrities that influence or push um, cultures or traditionals forward. Those are genuine influencers. We are influencers because I feel like we push the culture uh, to different stakes. And by we, I mean it's black people. <laughs> that's that's just what it is. You we know, have the biggest influence on the world. But what makes an influencer? I don't somebody that can push the the culture. So people just use it loosely. People strive to be that, but they can't attain it because they don't have anything else going for them. So you're you literally don't do nothing outside of just tweeting all day. So what are you genuinely influencing? It's nothing. And I feel like in the term influencer, it shouldn't be like a self a, a, a self-atoned name, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm an influencer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for, for when I think of people who influence, like, I don't even think people should be called influencer in general. Because yeah, like, like, that means that you sh- that you have, like, this, like... Broad influence. Uh, no, and that's, not the, and that's not the truth. Like, when mm-hmm. I think of people who have influence, I think of people like LeBron James. I think um, of Martin Luther King. I think of Malcolm X. Those are what the people. Called, yeah. Influencer Donald Trump is an influencer. Yeah, a believe it or not, mm-hmm. a huge influencer. And it's just like those people aren't influencers because they wanted to be an influencer. Those people are influencers based off the choices they make and off by examples. And that's exa- and that's where it needs to be a, a separation. Genuine influencers are self-proclaimed influencers. Like most of these people, ninety percent of these people on social media are self-proclaimed influencers. You only influence, I guess, clothes, I guess. I don't know. You're not, I don't know, man. Influence is a deep word to me. It's just not like one-minded thing. Yeah, because you really got to think about it like what, like, and then we have these people, I remember probably a year ago, people were getting mad at quote-unquote influencers 
mm-hmm. like because they were just like doing whatever pays them. Because first, first and foremost, half these people are being like you know controlled by whatever ad revenue or promo code revenue that they're that they're getting. So it's like they're not really being an influencer; they're being influenced by some sort of corporation to influence yeah. you. So it's like technically you're being influenced by the machine, like like you just put. So the definition, this is a textbook definition. A person or thing that influences another. But for marketing is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. So it's a lot of the second document. It's a lot of social it's a lot of social media marketing influences. There's no they're not real social influencers. You know what I mean? So I guess that's what they're meaning. But if they're not meaning that, then they need to change the term. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So th- there's there's been a influx of things that's gone on in these last two weeks since last since our last episode. Our last episode was mainly talked. We talked a lot about abortion. And, uh, you know, men don't have the right, essentially, to control the woman's body. Shouldn't have the right. And, yeah, and they don't have the right. Yeah, Yeah. they don't and shouldn't, correct. But it's crazy how, you know, the world, well, this country shifts, you know. Very fastly. Just in 14 days, we've had over, we've had two mass shootings. I'll say it. Go ahead. So there's been... 212 mass shootings in 2020 so far. 2022, my bad. 2022 so far. 27 of those mass shootings have been taking place in schools. Today is May 24th, a random Tuesday, which is now and will go down as an unforgettable national tragedy, where 16 people have been killed. Uh, 14 of them are children. I repeat, 14 of them are children. And just last week, we witnessed the tragedy in Buffalo, which was racially motivated. Um, I'm like, I'm not against the second amendment or nothing, but we need like, we need stricter laws for you to purchase weapons of mass destruction. I also believe that you need like a mental evaluation before you purchase something like that, like a weapon of mass destruction. There's no reason for a man or my bad, not a man, an 18 year old to be able to buy a fully automatic weapon in America. No matter what state you're in. And it needs to come with a mental evaluation. That's how I feel about it. Can you go a little bit more into that mental evaluation? Um, so we see these every time every case we come across that's a mass shooting, that person's presumably what they say, crazy. Mm-hmm. They call they usually call them crazy or, you know. Um and if that's the case, then why don't we with every purchase of a a deadly firearm such as like a AR or fully automatic or something big, mm-hmm. we should have a something that the more damage it does to a person, we need a mental like why are you buying this right now? Mm-hmm. What is the need? You need a mental evaluation. Are you mentally capable to have a gun? That type mm-hmm. of that type of power. That's how I feel. You know, um, Um, there's 
this is tough. You know, as someone who respects the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Me too. I believe in it. I feel like I feel like it's time to say when enough is enough, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I apologize if I'm not being as swift in my um, in my response here, because like there are so many factors that play into this. And I'll, I'll look at it from both sides. If 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 our friends on the right side, which is the Republican side, don't think that. Um, this is an issue what 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 i would what i would ask them to think about is if you are pro-life and you are standing on a hill saying that we want to protect the lives of our american citizens by telling women that they cannot get an abortion then how are you going to allow these families to grieve when an 18 year old or a man who's driven to a supermarket, kills the babies that they had. How can you do that? How can you tell people that they should go through nine months of labor, possibly die in labor, just for just for their child to die unwarrantedly? due to gun violence. It's almost a catch-22. You know, you nurture you nurture the egg as a pigeon just to have the falcon come and take your baby as soon as it's born. Why go through that? Why do that? And I'm sorry if I'm, again, still going off on a tangent here, but after a while, it, 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 it's clear to see that enough is enough. And in order to change a law such as such as an amendment right in the Constitution, this also once again comes down to politics. Even though a lot of people our age don't like to hear about politics, in order to change an amendment, there needs to be an amendment to the Constitution, which again, caught is 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 you, you need politics for, and that we are putting the lives and the well-being. And we're putting morality on the forefront of individuals that may or may not agree due to their own standpoint. So it, it, it's very hard to deduce this from a political standpoint, not from a, from a morality standpoint. We already know what the what it should be. But from a political standpoint, there are a lot of different ways where this could go. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's tough for me only only because um, I know how this could play out, and you know it's not gonna it's not gonna be an attractive argument, you know because once again we could take this all the way back to the Civil War, you know this is a very this is gonna turn north versus south, you know progressive versus conservative, you know that's all that's all it's gonna be. It comes a time when we really have to stop worrying about political lines and political barriers and actually start worrying about the people that we try to protect. 
So at the end of the day, this isn't versus this. The first incident was a race attack, but we're 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 leaving race out of this conversation right now. Just the simple fact that there are there were good people out there and good kids that did not just did not intend on dying that mm-hmm. day to go to school. Now, I understand that you want your you want your pistol. I understand that you want your rifle. I understand that you want your handgun. I understand that. I'm not I'm not discrediting about what your wants may be as an American. But my mother taught me there's things that we want and there's things that we need. And there needs to be an evaluation. There's no reason why an 18-year-old can get a firearm, walk into a public school, and start killing babies. Yeah. That's a monster. That is a monster in American history. That's not a criminal. Criminals rob terrorists. Criminals rob things. Criminals steal things. Criminals burglarize things. That is a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And the same way we were proud to arrest and kill Osama bin Laden, America should be proud to fix domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't be a patriot if you you can't be I love America and allow domestic terrorism. Terrorism, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't the, the two should not coexist. You should combat the other. One should combat the other. That's why I said, man. The the rights conversation, they use the same phrase. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. So if people kill people, why don't we have those people checked out before they make that strong arm purchase? You know what I mean? So that's where it that's why it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if you want to tell a story, but remember when I was going to make a purchase of a firearm and how easy the transaction was? Yeah. But the reason why I couldn't get it is because the only reason I couldn't get it was because my ID had a different address on there. That That's was it. the only reason why I couldn't get it. But That's that it. day, that day, without a license to carry, I could have walked out with a pistol. Easily. E- you and me both. That's You and me both. <laughs> no license to carry. No license to carry. I, I was like, yo, you need a license to carry? No. Nah. No. Nah. Really? For what? Like, yeah, they said just keep it in your house. Okay. So you trust me to do that? Mm-hmm. You, Mister Gun Store Man, trust me. Somebody you don't—you don't even know my right address. <laughs> and, and you know, like we can't be—we can't be patriots. Mm-hmm. Just outwardly facing. What does that mean? We can't be—we pa- can't go into another person's country and be patriots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially when our home front is so terrible like just 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 think about how the world in america looks a couple months ago we're worrying about a pandemic two weeks ago we're worrying we're telling women that they can't get abortions now we're fighting domestic terrorism it's only may it's only may it's only may you know so there 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 comes a time when we have to sit back and and america as itself hasn't fully agreed on something since 9 11 mm-hmm. in terms of okay that was wrong and the only reason we agreed on 9 11 was because again it was an outward facing entity striking home soil we have never agreed america has never agreed on something in-house it was always either the hand was forced or the cards were dealt mm-hmm. 
we can go along the list from Civil War to the Civil Rights Act to so many other famous cases in America. And it has never been a conjoinment of, I think this is the right thing to do. It was just more people than not agreed. But that doesn't mean that everybody thought it was a right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, it, the only time we all agree on something is when there's an external force threatening our, us, an internal entity. You know what I mean? That's the only way that we can sit down and all come to agreements and then make some type of change. So the next time something like that will ever happen again, if it was genuinely, like no jokes, if it was genuinely a UFO would have come up, come from, come to earth and land. That's the only time where we'd be like, all right, we got to do something. That's literally the only time. I wouldn't even agree with like, that. I wouldn't agree so? with that because I feel like Americans would ask what race is the alien. <laughs> and try to see if it's black. <laughs> so I don't I don't even really think that we could we could be on that same page to stop that shit. If if I'm really if I'm really being honest with you, like you gotta really sit here and think about it. Yeah, times have changed from then from 9-11. Times have changed. Dr. Bro, how many arms you got? Two. How many Hopefully. legs you got? Three. Okay, how many eyes you got? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Three legs. That was a good one. <laughs> Are you or are you not a human? I'm a human. I would assume so. Presumably. Okay. presumably. So that means you identify with the human race? Uh, yeah. Are there any other race of humans on the face of this country? There's only one race, brother. Only one race. The human race. Only one race. As we know. Yeah. Flies can see. Little flies. They can see almost 200 colors. You don't know that flies are racist. <laughs> we are one race. We are one fucking race. But we're so stupid <laughs> that we're ineptly, ineptly concerned about color. Yeah. We're not concerned about height. We're not concerned about weight. We're not concerned about weight because look how obese a lot of people in the country are. You know, I just saw Oreo popcorn yesterday. Yeah, I've seen that. Why the fuck does Oreo need to have popcorn? We 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 are we are concerned about one thing in this country, and that is color. Coloring guns. How can we progress when we're still worrying about what our eyes see? Yeah, that's true. How? I'm not sure, but I'm going to ask you a question, Duffin Beer. I want to ask you if this is normal or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you if this is normal or not. An individual live streamed a shooting a couple weeks ago on Twitch. Before that, there was a 200-plus page manifesto on how they would do the shooting. Definitely, what does that sound like to you? To me, it sounds like uh, terrorism. What do you, what think are you thinking? In regards to what? 
Like, where if you could pinpoint where that took place, like, where do you think that took place at? Well, for argument's sake, since I know where it took place, I'm not going to say it. But for argument's sake, I would say it would help in the... Fuck. That, would, that sounds like something overseas. You would think so, right? You would think so. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. That happened in Buffalo. Yep. That happened in fucking Buffalo. And it, 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 it comes to a point where, you know... We're so turned off to this type of stuff happening. It got head. It made headline coverage for two days. And then we move on to the next one. And then we move on to the next match. Uh, we're so desens- we're so desensitized to like murder, violence, and crime. Like it's just scary, and it's social media's fault because we're just exposed to all these things that we weren't supposed to be exposed to before. Like back then, you would never thought you'd see a dead body on your phone. You would never have thought that. Like just the thought of that would probably make you uh, Earl. You know what I mean? But now we have all these um, access. We're so accessible to our devices, and we're on our phones twenty four seven. And we're constantly seeing things that makes us desensitized. It's just it's just the same thing as porn. Like if you keep watching porn, the dopamine level it, it numbs you, so you no longer get that urge or feeling to want to have sex anymore. That's exactly how your brain works. So if we keep being desensitized to the murder and violence, then that's going to be the sad to say the new norm. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. But it it, it really comes to a point where it's like so. So so what do we do? Do we do we do we do like other countries and and filter the internet? Cuz then again, that that's a whole another issue on politics. It's a whole yeah, that'll be a polit- political issue. Yeah, that that would never happen. I don't know, man. Because now that's an infringement on our first amendment, right? Mhm. So it's, now uh, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, I, that's why I said I, the human evolution was a blessing and a curse. It's the same as the progressiveness of uh, technology is a blessing of a curse because it's, it's all about individuality, how you use it. You know, some people use it for good. Some u- people use it for evil as what we've seen the stream happening on Twitch. Right. So I don't know, man. And with the human evolution, we've grown so smart that we became so comfortable and stupid. You know what I mean? Oh, expand on that, please. Um... The like we 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 discuss. I, I feel like we hit our peak, but it's like for humans we don't have a peak, so we just keep finding new shit to fuck up within ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. It it it's difficult for me to fathom because here here's the issue. If there was no value in money, the world would have progressed hundreds of years ago. That's true. If there was no value in money, the world would have progressed 100 years ago. Now, somebody can sit here and listen to this and say, well, that's not helping anything because the value of money will never go away. Understood. But... When you when you really start to put the pieces together, the level of greed that comes into a lot of the things that we do in this country stops us from being good people. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. The 
the level of greed in this country stops us from being good people. The reason why is because why would I give you the cure for cancer when I can just bill your insurance? Yeah. Why would I give you the cure for things like, like HIV if I could just make you take medicine for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. almost fix you? Why would I and why why would I, you know, fix your problem? Instead, I can prescribe you with an opioid that will make you feel better than fixing the problem. It's like it's like why would I want you to reach the finish line when the race is more beneficial? Big Pharma has its hands in more pots than you can imagine. And I, I could sit here and go on a whole trip about it, but I'm not going to do that. S- simply because if you if you want to look it up, there are about 12 companies in this country that make up almost everything that we do. And I'm not talking about designer brands. I'm not talking about any of that shit. There are about 12 companies that, a, and from us being business owners, we know that you can have an LLC and also have a DBA, also have mm-hmm. an umbrella company that parents multiple little companies. It's the same tools that they use. You gotta understand something. Like Johnson and Johnson makes medicines, makes pharmaceuticals, makes they have a, they have a brokerage farm. Fidelity. A brokerage firm. Fidelity is literally ran by Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of the people actually put their vac their Johnson and Johnson vaccine into your arm, you know. And that's a family who 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 that's a family owned business. You know, like there's there's MRI machines. They're in they're in they're in hospitals. You know, Johnson and Johnson are in hospitals which take care of your loved ones. So these people not only make financial decisions as Duff, as you pointed to, they also make health decisions, food decisions, medical decisions, wellness decisions. And that's just one company that are in five different areas in our lives. We didn't even get to the individuals who, you know, like the Rothschilds or, or, or any of these folks. Who, who sit back and control, you know, all of the country and world's inner workings. But we, we, we could talk about that on a different episode. We just got to wake up. And I'm not trying to sit here and be, quote, unquote, woke. But after a while, we just got to wake up, man. We just got to wake up. That's really what it is. That's, 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 that's really what it is you know i mean do you have anything else you, you want to you want to add no that was well put i agree with you 100 percent. i agree with so, you 100 there's some granted that there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of things that's been negative that that um that have gone on this month but the one positive i will say the one there's positive, actually two positives but you can say your first one Okay, well, my one positive is it's been almost four plus years. 
over a thousand days since we got a Kendrick Lamar album. Mm-hmm. We got a Kendrick Lamar album. We got a two-sided Kendrick Lamar album. Definitely, Bird, tell me how you feel about this Kendrick Lamar album. First of all, what's no the name one, of the title of the album? Mr. Moreau and the Big Steppers. Yes, sir. Mr. Moreau and the Big Steppers. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, he needs no introduction. If you don't know who he is, you've been living under a rock. You don't know what music is at this point. One of the greatest rappers of our generation, one of the greatest rappers of all time, in my opinion, humble opinion, Kendrick Lamar has finally dropped the album. His long-awaited album, Morale and the Big Steppers, double-sided. Um, This is a very personal album for him. This just solidified him as one of the best he can hit all playing fields, man, in my opinion. The first listen was tough for me. I listened to it at 12. I waited up. I really didn't like first listen because I didn't really get to grasp it because I didn't listen to it in my headphones. But the next day, I listened to it. Second listen of headphones. I'm like, this is pretty good. Third listen, I'm like, this is really good. And then by the fourth listen, I'm like, this album is actually phenomenal. Um, I see what he tried to do. Um, it was, it was, he touched all aspects of what was going on with our community, with the world, and he had interpersonal feelings that he were dealing with, and he wanted to describe, uh, express those through this album. He captured all of them perfectly. You know what I mean? From childhood trauma, uh, fatherless households, cancel culture, he tackled all of them. Uh, even, even tribute to the LGBT community, which, cause uh outrage amongst them um but yeah man this was a great album man i really enjoyed it and i see what he did uh making kodak like the face of the, the album you know what i mean he was basically like narrator i would say uh, or a devil's advocate and he, he did it for obvious reasons because he wanted to show like everybody is can grow from their past mistakes that's what I got from it. Um, like, no matter how problematic you can be, is everyone can make a change. That's why I felt like the placement, that was the placement for them on that album. But yeah, he all the social issues he addressed was spot dead on, man. I loved it. What'd you give it? Whew. Man, I'm going to say, I'm going to have to give it a 9. I'm going to have to get a 9 out of 10, man. Okay, so I mean, you just you just sat here and talked bravely about this album for about about three minutes. That was good. Why not a ten out of ten? What was it missing? <sighs> man, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> man, I had everything I needed. I, the only thing I wanted, I, we need more. That's the only problem. I want more. I want more of it. But this was his last album on, um, for his label. It's because now he's starting a new label, and a lot of rappers can't do that. You know okay. what I mean? So. This separates um, generational talent from the artists of today. And I feel like mm. he solidified himself. I hated this album when I first listened to it. Yeah, me too. I hated the album. I was like, I don't feel like listening to jazz music at 12 in the morning. I was like, this is not what I wanted from Kendrick. Like, I wanted you to burn the walls down. I wanted you to come off and address everything that was going on in hip-hop. This is not what I wanted. Second listen, I still felt like that. I said, I am still listening to this. I am trying to find good tracks. I'm picking out a couple good tracks. 
But then I pulled the lyrics up. Then I pulled the lyrics up on the third lesson. I sat down. I said, there's no way that I love Kendrick Lamar this much and I hate this album. Why <laughs> am I, Why do I not like this album? And I'm and I'm listening to it and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm sitting there. I know I'm sitting there, and I got my I bought new AirPods. So the first album I listened to with these new AirPods was this Kendrick album. So they were great. Yeah, quality. I told you to listen. Yeah, I told you to listen to. It. I said, yo, don't listen to them without the headphones no more. Right. I told you that. And I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening, and I was having a conversation with somebody about a philosopher. I'm not gonna butcher his name, but. The philosopher was mentioned. I'll, if you want to run this back, the philosopher was mentioned on "United in Grief" on the first song, and I missed it with the lyrics song, and then I was hooked because I was like, "That's weird, that's strange." I was just talking about this philosopher, and he was mentioned on this album. So then I started to listen more. I started to listen how Kendrick Lamar was had this scenario with his baby mama, aka girlfriend, that future wife. I was listening to that scenario, and I was like, wow, that plays a perfect portrayal of what really goes on in our household behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I started listening to how he was talking about his 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 his, his family member who had who, who who had gender gender identity, you know, different type of things, and they were talking about that, and I said, wow, like that speaks, you know, because people go through that. People make fun of him. He just wanted to be himself. He was doing it before it was popularized. Which is which is which is a big step for folks. That's huge, you know. Again, that like you pointed to, that wasn't received well by 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 that community. But still, you know, it message that needs to be given. You know that this 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 wasn't for popularity. This was because who we really thought he was. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a real statement. And then I started listening to how you know he talks about himself. You know, like what goes on in itself. Like one of like one of the one of the tracks I really wanted to point out, which I thought was like amazingly done was the track well um was was mother i'm sober was mother Mm. i'm sober i was like that is a beautiful beautiful track because it talks about you know what really goes on in 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 african-american households which is you know like sexual assault and molestation within within the family like that that is a huge topic that you know goes usually a lot of under the rug and oh we don't talk about that you know type of stuff brought it up made it very prominent huge huge another track um uh, count me out count me out was a great track you know it, it just talks about just overcoming so much stuff and it's like people never really gave me the thanks that i deserved, but i still just kept going like it goes on and on and on you know i appreciated it after i started to actually like dissect what he was saying because i'm just listening to to him boom bap on a jazz beat mm-hmm. and i was like i'm i'm not feeling a boom bap on a jazz beat you know I give the album an eight out of ten, mm. and the reason why I give it an eight out of ten because I'm 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 thinking from myself and also as the casual listener. The casual listener is not listening to this album three times to like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Three For times me, to understand. To understand it, like mm-hmm. the casual listener listens this one time and it's like, I can't fuck with this. There's no A, B, and C. So. That's one thing. That's the one strike against it. The second strike against it is that there there was there was a couple of tracks that are like typical Kendrick that you know I didn't get. Like I didn't mm-hmm. get I didn't get a uh, a black of the berry. I didn't get a a a, a hood politics. I, I didn't get that. 
from from this album. And I feel like right now, because Kedrick is one of the people who unites the hood, quote unquote, a lot. I, I was looking for that, you know, like in, in the tracks, like where where is that? Like, where is that Be Humble track? Where is that? Where is that track? You know, didn't yeah. get it, um, which is fine. I feel like he touched yeah. on a lot of other things. But it's just yeah. for me, like there's usually one of those on every Kendrick album. And I didn't feel like I got this one there. And then. I yeah, I don't think you you were supposed to get one for this. But that's just your, you know, personal preference. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, another strike against this is like, you know, for, for, for the Kendrick fan out there, I feel like that this is like a, a possible magnum opus, you know, for, for Kendrick Lamar, for the Kendrick Lamar fan. But for the casual fan, because not everybody who listens to this album is a Kendrick Lamar fan. So for the casual fan, like there's a lot of there's a lot of extra digging that you would have to do to actually unpack this. And that's for a music head, not for a person that's just hitting play. So that's the only reason why I give it an eight out of ten, which truth be told, is probably the best album I've heard this year. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna win every award. Uh and if it doesn't, who cares anyway? Doja Cat won R and B singer whatever so who cares about awards anymore mm-hmm. you know but I, I feel like that this is something that is needed you yeah, know in the kendrick discography that mm-hmm. this album was needed something more personal than everything is mental because he, he did teach he did speak on like father issues as well he did you know what i mean he did and, and that's very needed in a time like this um i'm i'm sure he wasn't going for like because we already received damn that was more poppy. Yeah. We also we also received To Pimp a Butterfly. That was more, I guess, woke. That was that was his woke project. I and this say. one was more, I guess, personal. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of fans actually didn't like it because of the people he put on here. Yeah. So yeah, because you know, they don't want to see their favorite rapper collab with somebody. They don't they don't believe too two things can coexist together. Right. It's either you got to be rappy rap or you got to be, I guess, trappy rap. Yeah. But I mean, like, and, and this is the problem that, you know, I have sometimes like with Kendrick because like Kendrick is such a great rapper. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's just a great wordsmith, a great bar deliverer, a great storyteller. And it's like the level of the level where hip hop is on a scale of one to 10 right now is about a, is about a two. Mm-hmm. And in terms of and in terms of hip hop, in terms of like, you know, wordsmithing, this level, this 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 right. album was at at, mm-hmm. at an eleven, right? And so like, there's a huge disconnect in the people that are listening to rap right now and the level of complexity on this album, mm-hmm. which is I feel like we we would have to come back to this album years from now and see how well it actually held up because yeah. like. Yeah, To Pimp a Butterfly was phenomenal, but I don't go back to it except for a few songs. Damn, I can always go back to Damn. Good Kid, Mad City. I can always go back to Good Kid, Mad City. I can play that front to back. Section 80, same thing. I can play that front to back. I mean, some projects are just placed to be projects for that time duration, just the time stamp on where we're at in the life. And that's what I felt like To Pimp a Butterfly was. Like it was a magnificent, a magnificent project. It won album of the year. Like everybody ranked it, a hundred percent, a perfect album. But how many people are going back to it? Not many. 
because it was just a time stamp and and yeah a couple songs it was a time stamp on where we were and what we were facing at that time with this one i feel like i want to say i want to say like a time capsule but i would say like a memoir to itself if that makes sense like you're this saying is so basically project, but like i said that's a race Hmm? Like basically, what you're saying is that this album was more so a snapshot of like what he was trying to portray, and it wasn't more so on the like lineage of progressing of albums. Like this is mm-hmm. just what this is for what it is, and next album for right now is going to be completely right different. Now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But I feel like that's how most of his projects are. Good Kid Messy was literally about his past. This one was about what's happening now. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> I, I could I agree with about. that. Um, I feel like Kendrick owes me another album before the next before I turn thirty. So yeah, I, w- I would like I would love to see one. That's just I, as I a fan. I, I don't want this to be the runoff. You know, like you can't leave me with this. Like you know what I mean? It's like even though I give the album eight out of ten, like b- believe me, I-, I don't think that I will be going back and 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 really like saying, "Yo, this is like a great track. Let me listen to this on the way home." Like there's maybe like one or two songs, but like this album is way too deep for me to just be playing on the offset. You're not playing yeah. this out. You're not playing this on a car ride. You play. No, you can't. This. You can't play it. No you know? sense. And, and, mm-hmm. Go ahead. In certain but, settings, in a certain mind states, you have to be in to indulge in certain projects, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, when I used to hit the gym, I used to listen to rock music mostly because it's like, I'm not saying it's brainless, but it's like it's fast-paced. I'm doing fast-paced things. I'm doing cardio. I'm bench pressing. So it's like, all right, I need this type. I'm not about to listen to R&B at the gym. You know what I mean? Most people do. I'm not shitting you, but I'm not trying to listen to no sweet songs in my ear, sex talk while I'm doing a bench press. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you don't want no flavor in your ear when yeah. you yeah, it's it's certain mindsets you have to be in before you go into a project. So that's why the first listen wasn't that tasteful for me because from his previous projects, I was expecting. Well, I didn't know what to expect, so I came in with an open mind and I was displeased because I'm like, I don't get it. But then as I progressed and listened to it, I'm like, I actually love this. There was some people that love it on the first listen. That's completely fine, but me, I have to listen to a project. A few times every time but yeah i won't be um i will go back to the like this is something i'll have to go back to and i'll have to listen to it in its entirety you know what i mean i can't listen just to one song because if it's one song i have to listen to the whole thing yeah i yeah like i said i i totally agree but I, and i also i also will not be probably coming back to this this album after after listening, I do appreciate it for what it is. I feel like it's a it's it's an amazing project, but I, I don't I don't feel like I can I have to be in a in a level of reflection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To listen to this album and I don't like this is like a level of reflection that like takes like a large amount of like solace to like mm-hmm. accomplish. And this is not something that I wanna do. <laughs> right now i feel you like know, that with a lot of projects 
I feel like that with a lot of projects. Yeah. So you would rank this on the same le- level of playing field with Tepimpa Butterfly, then? No. Why not? No. Because I go back to Tepimpa Butterfly. Because Tepimpa Butterfly has tracks that, you know, I feel like transcend the album. Mm. Like, 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 um, King Kunta, like, you know, like, 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 transcends. So, so you're the saying album. it's, so you're saying the newest one is a bit lackluster in the regard because it has no type of like standout tracks that no, you can go back to. I don't feel like the album transcends itself. Yeah, because it's a, a it's just a project. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, yeah, like, like, I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. Like, let's, let's take it. Let's take it to you know another artist for example. You know, let's take let's take his counterpart almost J Cole for mm-hmm. some people. It's usually either Kendrick or J Cole. Now J Cole has projects that transcend, mm, but that's true, not man. not every project transcends. Like Born Sinner does not transcend. You know, it was it was good for what it was. You know, there are songs that were that were very popular, but like I'm not going back to Born Sinner. Now really? I'm not now. Mm. Some people may disagree with me. Now like, I'm going. I go back to it. That's fine. It got, it got work out on there. Work out, yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I will, I will go back to, um, you know, damn, what was the name? What was the name of that album that Is he it had? Four Hill Drive? No, I'm not. I mean, Four Hill Drive, yeah, but, but, but I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go back to that one. For your eyes only. For your eyes only is is it is an album that. I would go back to because like some of the tracks, most of the tracks, even though it's only nine of them, they transcend what he was more than just the album. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, 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 there's boom bap, there's, there's bars, there's, there's uppity uppity, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flows that you can transcend to. And plus you can play it on your way. You can play it at work. You can play it in your car, you can sure. play it in the gym. You can play it on a calm night. Like the, the album, the album is almost like an onion. But but this album, it's compact. It's yeah. it's like a black hole in a jar. I understand. Yep, I understand what you mean. I don't want to open this at at twelve p.m. if I had a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, this, I don't wanna... You know, it's the same thing as um, Earl Sweatshirt projects. Yes. Yeah. Yes, or an MF like, Doom project. Yeah. MF oh, Doom is different, but yeah, Earl Sweatshirt projects is like is they be phenomenal. But you have to unpack it, and then you're like, "Yo, this was so deep and so good. I can't go back until it's like I have a need to go back to it." Yeah, and like, I'm, and I I'm love Earl Sweatshirt. He's on my top for the new school. He's on my top ten. I, I'm, I'm, I'm driving. I don't got time to unpack like <laughs> all of these. Like, I'm listening to a Kendrick Bar in this album. If I'm not reading the lyrics to this bar, I'm going to miss what I poss- what he's probably trying to convey. There's two much mm-hmm. in this album. Maybe it's because it was double-sided. Maybe if it was only like one side or maybe the, if there was like a collection of tracks that out of the album but it's just too much to just sit. Yeah. One, it took me almost two weeks to I like remember. it. I don't know, man. There's <laughs> um, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people were coming out saying like the bottom half like how it was constructed was supposed to be the beginning and the top was like the bottom was Mr. Morale, right? And the top was the big steppers. So it, it was supposed to be played backwards. So you're supposed to start bottom up. That's what they said. 
That's interesting. Yeah. That's truly interesting. Just like how they said, damn, you're supposed to play that backwards. See, I didn't know that. That's what they said. I don't know. I don't I don't really feed into the conspiracy Scott make my own up. Yeah. I don't really want to get deep thinking in somebody else's opinions because it's just opinions at the end of the day. And we all got them. And we all got them. And we all got them. Well, listen, man, this has been a beautiful episode. What number are we on? 182. 182. Wow, we're getting up there. We're getting up there. We're getting our weight up. Listen, man, I'm your host for today tomorrow the week after the week after the week after till we shut the lights off and we're never gonna shut the lights off because it's the podcast and chill show i'm here with your boy duff no beer and we are signing off peace